Hey guys, before I even do anything, how about we like actually find out whether or not you can hear me? That would be great. Had to uh, fix a lot of the sound settings since the last uh, live stream was a complete and utter failure because of my technology, but I'm going to be upgrading uh, my laptop real soon to try to make sure that I actually have a better audio video standard. So working on that for some reason. So hopefully uh, that will work. All right, cool. Thank you, Elliot, for letting me know. It's about damn time. Great. Awesome. Uh, so uh, first thing is first. Let me get a new window open for that. New private window. And I'm going to be sharing my screen here just a little bit. Let's see if I can, this actually works. I don't know if it'll work. Hopefully it does. Does it work at all? Gosh, I hate that stupid little border thing. It's like the most annoying thing in the world. Oh well. I'll deal. I'll deal with it. We can deal with it. Alright folks, uh, before we like get into what we're doing here, don't forget that the new test, discover.csjoseph.life, also known as csjoseph.life forward slash discover, is like actually a thing. And uh, here is the new test. Just hit the uh, next button. We're going to be putting in your name. Uh, what name should I use? Uh, I'll just do random. Uh, I'm going to do fuzzy jello, fuzzy jello at gmail.com. And uh, I know a lot of you folks complain about us taking emails, but it's it's really the cost of admission. Not only that, like you kind of like get added to the email list to receive private lectures from me from uh, season 18 for free. So it's kind of like a good thing. You might have to deal with some random emails from us to like say like, oh, hey, we have a new blog post or oh, hey, we posted this video. And it may come off really spammy and whatnot, but at a minimum, once a month, you're going to get a private season 18 lecture uh, for free that you don't have to pay for, provided you're on our email uh, email list. So make sure that uh, you're giving us a valid email address. We prune the list every month. Sometimes, like we just removed like 3,000 names from the list recently. So it's really in your favor to make sure you're doing this. So anyway. Uh, my age group, uh, male, and then I agree because my GDPR and uh, California Consumer Privacy Act compliance, hitting the next button. And in here, we have the new test. What's really great about this test is that, yeah, you could see we have some of this here. We're going to make this not an image anymore soon, so you don't have to deal with this crap. And uh, it's obviously got the answers, initiating, responding, etc. But if you don't know, the answer to the question, just click the skip button. If you still don't know, you just keep hitting skip and it will take you to a random question. Doesn't matter. It just takes you a random question. You just keep skip, 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 random question. And then wherever you show up, uh, you end up, you know, hey, abstract concrete, it's in this. You just hit the drop down and it shows you all of the other questions that are available. What's really great about here is that. Obviously, we've done the instructions. You put in information already. You get little check marks up here to say that this is done. 
to understand your expression. Expression is direct versus informative, progression versus outcome, initiating versus responding. That's that's expression. It's got three little circles here to like show you that you haven't answered those questions. Same thing for systematic uh, versus interest, which uh, really comes down to, let's see, I'm going to hit the skip button. Uh, so like your worldview, it's got three circles. So basically three questions that need to be answered. One question to be answered for your magic and one question to be answered for your weapons. And then obviously one question for your house, etc. But this helps you keep track of what you've done. What's really awesome too is that like, let's say you choose a few things. I'm going to choose some randomly here. I don't care. I'm going to skip. I'm going to hit next, hit next. Okay. Now. I put in enough questions in here and notice I didn't have to answer all of the questions because the test will auto check things and you're like, well, wait a minute, I didn't answer my magic question. So I'm going to go in and check it out. Well, it's not going to let you do that. That's the point. So the question is unavailable based on your previous answers. Please move on to any available questions or deselect other answers. Or you could just hit the black kill button. My favorite thing. This is my favorite feature. Uh, are you sure you want to clear all the answers? Yes, that's why I pressed the button. <laughs> no, it's all good. And then boom, it just all the check marks are circles again. So it makes it a lot easier to use. Now, granted, when you're looking at this in the mobile view, you don't see the check marks and the circles, and that can be a little confusing. But at least you have a lot more control over how the test works with the reset button, etc. And it's nice. You can always click here to do the drop-down boxes to see what's like actually available. That's cool. Uh, that way you don't have any issue, but you can't really get as lost. But worst case scenario, just hit the reset button and start over if you're not sure. So we're going to do earth and water because I know I'm earth and water. We're going to do systematic because I know I'm systematic. And then we're going to choose crusader because I know I'm a crusader. And then we're going to choose abstract because I know I'm abstract. And then we're going to choose uh, initiating versus responding. And then boom, I got after five answers, it's good. That's fantastic, but I'm going to hit the reset button on it again and show you guys if you can somehow figure it out. If you start uh, with this, you could probably get it in three answers. So I got two answers in there and then uh, let's see, see, I just did three answers right there and I still got a correct answer, which is allowing me to finish. Pretty nice, pretty freaking dope if I do say so myself. Uh, so you just hit the finish button, which I just did, and the finish button takes you here, and then it takes you to a place where you can join our Facebook group, which I highly recommend you do. The link to get our Facebook group is right here. Please check that out. It's a thing. Now, uh, we do know that if you've already taken our old test from the original Discover test, you're not going to receive your results in an email. There's a bug right now. We're trying to fix it. We have a ticket open with support. We can't figure out why their API is not triggering our automations to get the email. However, people who give us fresh emails with fresh accounts, uh, and it creates an account for you automatically because it's like fresh and a thing, uh, you automatically, it, it will send you your results. So I apologize in advance for this bug. I know a lot of our existing users would prefer to be able to receive their multiple submissions, but it is a known bug. We are trying to fix it. 
thank you for your patience. So uh, that way, you know, you won't have uh, you won't have a problem. So yeah, let me double check here. So I'm bouncing around in my thing here. I thought someone sent me a message or something. So yeah, this is just in general how the test works. Please join the Facebook group. You won't be able to really join the uh, men's group or the upcoming women's group, which uh, I think we have almost completely finalized. Hopefully by the end of this weekend, we'll have the new women's group finalized. But uh, if you want to have some fun with the Facebook group, which has also been in the center of secret live streams from me, I think there's about four live streams in it that I've done that I haven't done in uh, uh, for on YouTube, etc. that are in our Facebook group. If you want to like check out that content, you can. Please join the Facebook group. It's awesome. Just know that uh, we have a new community management team and the team is moderating things a little bit differently. Everyone naturally likes to complain that they're that we're taking away their freedom of speech and that we're censoring them, but that's not true. It's more of, uh, it's a business guys, and you could post what you want, but there's going to be consequences to what you post. So the mods may lock your thread. The mods may tell you to join the men's group or the women's group if they find your behavior inappropriate. The mods are may put you on 30-day post approval. I mean, the Facebook group while it's a lot better than Discord because we expect people to actually have their real name when they're posting, any fake accounts will just be auto-banned and we don't suffer that whatsoever. Uh, but based on that, it's really necessary for you guys to understand that we've kind of changed how we approach or changed our approach in terms of how the Facebook group is actually conducted. Now, if there's something that's more appropriate to be posted that's relating to the women's group or the or the men's group, we will be locking the thread and telling you join that group or post it there. It's not that hard. That's what we will be doing. So, uh, so yeah. Uh, otherwise, you know, there's over 2,000 people in there. It's an extremely active group discussing Jungian analytical psychology as well as the archetypes associated with the sacred genders. It's very useful. That's not to mean that it's not without drama as any online community has drama, but we have the mods, they have the rules, and the rules are the way they are. Uh, in the spirit of the rules, just like, you know, you could post what you want, but if you're not willing to defend your point or post studies or post links or offer criticism or be or be willing to accept criticism from others, well, then I don't think our community is for you and you'll be asked to leave or we will make you leave one of the two. So just understand that like this isn't some, oh, I'm going to post something random on Reddit and not have any consequences, blah, blah, blah. No, that's not what this is. So just understand that it's going to be moving in a more orderly fashion in the near future, but uh, it's it's what it works. Um, <laughs> what's up, Zap? What's shaking, bro? Haven't seen you in a long time. Shout out to Zap, my my main man, the man who gave me my uh, my nicks. 
Although I don't know where my Nyx is Zap because I get because uh, Foffer gave it to Ascenda Director and I never saw it again. So my Merry Christmas Laz Nyx is gone, and I'll be honest, I'm really upset about that, which kind of sucks. So yeah, I would like my Nyx back if for some way or reason you could somehow recover it for me, or encourage whoever has my Nyx to give it back to me. I'd really appreciate it. If not, I understand, and I'll just go ahead and deal with it. So yeah, Zap, I'd appreciate that very much. Otherwise, long time no see, bro. High fives, and like, Polaris is back. So yeah, it's dope. Anywho, uh, dude, I've been tired, man. I've been exhausted, and uh, but getting better. My wife got me this like essential oil diffuser thing. And it's been helping me sleep. And I, I thought it was just woo-woo, let's be honest, but or voodoo. But somehow, like, I've actually been getting sleep, even though I've been stressed AF. But it's been working awesome. So, yeah. Anywho, <laughs> the audience is like, what the hell is a Nyx? <laughs> it's okay. You don't have to know. Um, so, yeah. Cool. Alright, uh, Tanya, I don't know why you're saying that. I mean, are you just trying to grandstand here for, like, random reasons? I don't get it. <laughs> like, seriously. I don't get it. Um, okay. So, anyway. Let's look. Uh, Alright, so, awesome. Okay, yeah, so uh, just so you guys know, the women's group is uh, it's being finalized. We have a leadership meeting on Sunday uh, late afternoon to that end, and we're getting that handled. We're going to be sending out an email to everyone in the community. Hey, go to this link if you want to join the men's group. Go to this link if you want to join the women's group. And then after that, anyone who wants to join will have to ask a Facebook mod or a community manager to assist them, and then we will get them into their groups. There is requirements that you will have to pass in order to actually join. It is a big deal and it's really, really important. And we expect people to adhere to those requirements. But when you join, there's an insane amount of benefits. We help people with uh, professional training, getting their resume figured out, uh, understanding entrepreneurship, marketing, sales, even in some cases, information technology for those men and women out there who want to do that. Uh, we also help people with their health and their fitness, maybe even some sicknesses and ailments that they have. If possible, we do have resources, etc. And uh, we're trying to create an environment that promotes the mature masculine while simultaneously promoting the mature uh, feminine. Um, I, bro, Zep, I had no idea that you did. I, I'm just happy you're here, man. I, high five. And when I'm on the East Coast, I, I'd like to take you to lunch. Um, anyway, um, so I'm not pausing the live stream so you can have a bath. Like, no thanks. <laughs> it's it's not going to happen. Uh, I, I'm sure I could type Roaring Kitty. I don't even know who Roaring Kitty is. Like, I literally have no clue. So, anyway. Uh, all right, so yeah, that announcement's there, cool. 
And uh, yeah, just like I said, guys, on the Facebook group, just don't be entitled. That's all it is. Just don't be entitled. Don't be entitled to my attention. Like so many people tag me all the times or whatever. And like, I'm not always going to respond and don't get butt hurt if I do not. Like, it's not a big deal. There's other people that within the community who know enough about the content to help you or answer questions. It's not a big deal. So, anywho. Uh, cool. <clears throat> So yeah, um, all right. So now the actual show, which is 16 minutes in, but honestly, this is kind of going to be like a shorter show because I have a meeting in one hour and uh, 11 minutes from now. So not really, it's not going to be that long. Let's be honest. So, so confessions of an ENTP. Actually, I love the Confessions of the NTP episode. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if you people do, but uh, hopefully you do. But uh, Confessions of the NTP. So, in the last episode, we were talking about some of my critiques with the uh, red pill. But I wanted to save my final critique for its own show, basically. And to sum up, you know, one of my biggest criticisms of Rollo Tomasi with his book, uh, his books, the Four Rational Male Books, is that he has a tendency of projecting some of his criticisms uh, of women. Uh, you know, literally based on his criticisms of his own wife, based on the psyche of his wife. His wife is an ENFP, and he is overgeneralizing women as an ENFP. So the negative behaviors that is typical of an ENFP woman, he's projecting onto all women, which I find this completely unfair and not not something that I support. I I don't agree with it. And I find it I find it absolutely limiting. But there's there's so much more to it than that. And for those of you within the Facebook group uh, and have been able to participate in the Facebook group, you can kind of understand that uh, I've had to really toe the line within the community because uh, there was like a, a huge uh, drama bomb that went down like a week or two ago because I posted onto my Facebook profile. Make no mistake, the mature masculine is a cult. And it is. It is a cult. But the thing is, is that just like I tell you people like, you know, realize that the term manipulation is a neutral term. And then sure, it carries a uh, negative connotation as a result of a colloquial language uh, within Western society. It doesn't mean that the term manipulation is bad. You know, like when I'm eating Reese's Puff cereal, I am manipulating the cereal with a spoon. You see what I'm saying? Like, like seriously, be more open-minded than that and like let go of your social semantics or your preferred social semantics bullshit. Like seriously, when I say the mature masculine is a cult, it really actually is. And I defined cult recently in a live stream to make it very known to people as to what exactly that means and why it's necessary. And for the sake of this show, I'm actually going to redefine it one more time by using dictionary.com to explain the definition of what cult is. And you'll notice that the dictionary.com definition does not actually have a negative connotation. So it is a noun, a particular system of religious worship, especially with reference to its rites and ceremonies. Well, the mature masculine and the cult of the mature masculine, also known as male space, is definitely filled with rites and ceremonies. 
the next uh, definition it adds is an instance of great veneration of a person, ideal, or thing, especially as manifest, manifested by a body of admirers. Well, the body of admirers in this case is men in general who will participate in the cult of the mature masculine. And the ideal that they are trying to present forward is that they are being the mature masculine. They are being masculine. These men are choosing to be masculine for the sake of being masculine. It literally has nothing to do with anything else. Oftentimes, you know, women become especially critical towards uh, men's rights activists, MGTOW, red pill communities, uh, the cult of the mature masculine, etc., male space, because they're all afraid. They're all afraid that um, they're just, you know, being gamed, you know, just like the book The Game by Neil Strauss or Game by Roosh, for example, uh, these, um, you know, pickup artist slash red pill authors, etc., uh, talking about how you know women are just being gamed into you know just being used for sex, etc., and uh, that's all you know that's being taught, and that's really the true ideal of the cult of the mature masculine. Uh, but it's not. Oftentimes, you know, when men enter into the cult of the mature masculine. Uh, then they realize that that's not actually what it's about. That's not what it's actually teaching. And a lot of women out there just make this assumption, probably due to their conditioning as a result of the feminine primary social order within the context of uh, society as we know it, which is bullshit. And you need to let go of your bullshit ego investments because it doesn't mean they're true. Just because you're investing in something with your ego doesn't make it true, doesn't make it right. And you probably should spend time like verifying that. And this goes for anyone though, man or woman. I'm not just saying this just for women. This is just a thing. So uh, anyway, it's an instance of great veneration of an ideal. And literally, you know, women consider, you know, male space as this place where men join male space specifically to reap the rewards of male space, which, you know, would be, Basically, I mean, if you were to ask the pickup artist, if you ask, you know, potentially MGTOW, but I don't think it is an issue with MGTOW. Uh, definitely women see this about the red pill community that these communities in general uh, and women in general, I'm generalizing here, hashtag, uh, you know, take that with a grain of salt. I'm generalizing, but women would criticize, um, would basically, uh, you know, criticize these communities as oh, you know, men are just trying to be masculine so they can get laid. They're just trying to get something out of me, etc. And it's so interesting when you talk to SP women or NF women, they consistently have that point of view, especially NF women, INFJs, ENFJs, ENFPs, and INFPs. I'm almost sick to my stomach thinking about it because of just how entitled they come off from having that point of view, and it's just ridiculous. And I don't care how much life experience they have. I don't care how much studies and evidence that they can conjure up to basically uh, protect their ego investments, knowing full well that this is exactly what happens in male space. Because the reality of the situation is, is that they're not men. They don't know. They've never been in a situation with within the mature masculine or the cult of the mature masculine. And because they don't know, they are too ignorant to make judgments. So I really don't give a damn. I don't give a damn about their point of view because it's completely invalid because they don't actually know what it is and uh, nor will they. However, 
you know, that's really hard for them to accept because, you know, most women out there actually believe within the feminine primary social order of society as we know it, they actually believe that they can actually bring masculine traits and, the mature, and their secondary masculine traits through their animus within one of the four sides of their mind, specifically their subconscious, and use that animus behavior to cultivate the mature masculine in their children, especially their young boys. And this is absolutely categorically false. Uh, this has been talked about widely by authors uh, Warren Farrell, for example, who wrote The Boy Crisis, literally has studies to proving and backing his points and his uh, thesis on the fact that women with, uh, with children cannot provide the masculine for children whatsoever, even if you are a masculine woman, such as an STP or an NTJ woman, you just can't. You can't do it. And the reason why is, is because women don't have that nurtural relationship with male space, also known as the cult of the mature masculine. They just don't. They don't. But what about, what about the mature feminine? Is the mature feminine a cult? Kind of. Kind of, but not really. It's not. It's not really a cult. And and the uh, you know and, and again using this definition of cult here, it says the you know the object of such devotion, or a group or sect bound together by veneration of the same thing, person, ideal, etc. But the mature feminine, also known as female space, it's not a cult of female space. It's really not. And the reason why is because female space is is to be utilized to augment and grow women in such a way where they're able to improve, but Oftentimes, it's from the context, not all the time, I'd say about 80% of the time, it's from the context of whether or not they intend on being a mother or having a relationship with a man, etc. If they're going to, what are they going to do in their matronly years? How are they going to enjoy life, etc.? All of those things. And it's not, it's not a cult. It's not a cult at all. Uh, it, it, it really isn't. What it instead becomes is something, something completely different. And uh, it's it's a, <laughs> really it's it's a cartel actually. Um, the mature feminine is a cartel. It's a uh, and let's define cartel for you right now. Also on dictionary.com, a noun that is an international syndicate, combine, or trust formed especially to regulate prices and output in some field of business. A, or a coalition of political or special interest groups having a common cause as to encourage the passage of a certain law, uh, a written agreement between belligerents, especially for the exchange of prisoners, a written challenge to a duel. These are the definitions of a cartel according to dictionary.com. And when it comes to the mature feminine, you can kind of see something really interesting about these definitions and how it applies. Notice how it says a written agreement between belligerents people who don't like each other what is what is a what is a belligerent right what is a what is a belligerent well let's let's define that uh, warlike given to waging war of warlike character aggressively hostile bellicose waging war engaged in war pertaining to war or those engaged in war uh, pertaining to competition or those engaged in competition oh hello so a cartel basically is a written agreement between belligerents. And guess what? Women are belligerents to each other. This is why you have that model that I use consistently within season four playlist here on this YouTube channel on a regular basis. Okay. And on this channel where I'm talking about how, uh, you know, we have, um, uh, 
we have this thing. Oh, and Princess T said something very interesting. Uh, she says, quote, men have brotherhood. Women value their men over their friendships. And this is absolutely true because men see life as this big pie and they're just trying to get their own slice but women see this big sly this big pie and they look at each other and they're like well why do you get that slice what's what makes you so good about that slice why does your slice have a blueberry on it and my slice does not why do you get that one right and so there's always this competition that women have and they are basically belligerents they're in competition with each other and this is why the red pill community talks about things like competition anxiety and teaches men how to use dread game, uh, especially in marriages, because statistically, when a man gets married, frequency of sex goes down, quality of sex goes down, and, uh, and a woman lets her body go. But by deploying dread game, which basically means a man is introducing competition anxiety within his marriage, basically to inform uh, even covertly or even overtly to his wife that, hey, I have options. I don't actually need you. I could actually get what you are giving me from somebody else. And that tells his wife that, hey, you still have to compete for my attention, even if you are, if you are securely married to me which increases her level of attraction over time, which increases the frequency of sex. She's not, uh, it also increases the quality of sex. And then she is therefore then encouraged, uh, you know, to not let her body go, for example, those three things. And, you know, so that's how men can use a dread game or competition anxiety to their advantage in the context of relationships. And that's what the red pill community actually teaches. However, when it goes, uh, when it goes beyond uh, that, you have to look at it in the terms of the context of the mature feminine and the context of the, um, uh, you know, of what female space actually is. And what female space is, it's a it's an agreement among belligerents. And I, I spent a lot of time trying to define this in the Facebook group earlier this week, and I was dropping F-bombs like crazy because I was just so triggered. And tons of superlatives in the process. I was almost basically raging out with SE demon rage because I couldn't believe all the stupid that I was having to deal with in relating to handling and managing some of these topics. It was just, it was, it was insane. Um, no, I'm not calling anyone stupid, by the way. I'm just saying the situation itself was stupid. So back to the definition of cartel. It's an international syndicate. It's an international combine or trust formed especially to regulate prices and output in some field of business. So what does women have? Uh, what, is their, what is their agency? So let's define the word agency real quick. So agency, agency is an organization, company, or bureau that provides a particular service. A company having a franchise to represent another. A governmental bureau or administrative division or an office that represents it. A place of business of an agent. Indian agency, the duty or function of an agent, basically. So when you're looking at the word agency, the red pill community talks about how sexuality is a woman's only actual agency. They don't have really any other agency. Now, I, I kind of disagree with this, with the red pill community, because women uh, in ancient times, or at least, you know, hundreds of years ago, had a lot more agency than just sexuality. Instead of just what was between their legs and their ability to produce children, 
because their utility mattered. Uh, you didn't have as much technology. You know, many hands make light work, and having women around were super, super important. This is why typically in ancient times, men would pay a dowry to the father because the father was losing, you know, one set of hands uh, that was working for him basically on his farm or within his homestead, and then that those hands would go to like another woman, and that's essentially because of the the aspect of the dowry women were basically treated and traded like property uh you know in those days uh especially like when you consider exodus chapter 20 through 22 in the bible and how that actually you know goes to work that's literally what happens and this is why certain rape laws in various countries especially in europe rape laws are actually uh underneath um they're the same, you know, uh, like like stolen property or property-related laws. And it's so interesting that legally those laws are actually treating women like property. No, I'm not advocating for this. I'm just explaining what has happened in history. This is a thing. And uh, this is one of the issues that I maintain that the women's rights movement should actually be focusing on instead of like focusing on bullshit like the wage gap, because as we know, Jordan Peterson completely debunked the idea of a wage gap because there's no such thing as a wage gap. And if you disagree with me, then I suggest you study Jordan Peterson as he has made it very clear and proven that there is not actually a wage gap whatsoever. What the women's rights movement should be doing is trying to make sure that rape laws are not no longer being classified as property laws. You might want to consider that because guess what? The majority of the countries out there in the world still view you and treat you like cattle. And you probably like, you know, might want to do something about that, right? So, but... Sexuality is a woman's only agency, and I know a lot of people get upset at me when I say this, but it, it's true. I mean, I even had a conversation with my wife recently, it was like about four or five months ago, and she kept on, I, and I was upset at her about something, and you know, and I was telling her like what she was doing just wasn't good enough. It just wasn't cutting it, right? And she's like, well, I cook for you, I clean for you, I do this, I do that, and I'm like, yeah, but I could do all of that myself. I have a microwave, I have a dishwasher, I have a washer and dryer, I have a sink. I can actually do that on my own. I don't need you. I want you, but I don't need you, right? And you know, if you if you think about like an independent man who don't need no woman, right? You know, as as the mature masculine should actually see that the mature masculine sees women as something that they want, not something that they need, right? Although you could argue that sexuality for a man is definitely a need, and sure it is, but a man can use via a good amount of willpower to actually you know wait or not do that uh, for a while these are the men for example who can you know wait until marriage etc okay yeah that's that's important um but the point is is that the mature feminine is a cartel it is an international syndicate or combine and its job is to regulate the price of sexuality basically it is that's what it's for now you're like, wow, Chase, are you comparing women? Are you telling all women are whores? Let's say you're telling all women are prostitutes. It's so funny you, you mentioned that because my ESTP mentor, uh, Robert Bryant, he actually uh, said, uh, he said to me one time, you know, when I was homeless and he was teaching me the type grid and teaching me about Jungian analytical psychology um, when I was homeless. And I remember him, he got into this argument, this ISFJ uh, Muslim woman who was staying with him that he took into uh, his home and was uh, helping her raise uh, you know, her son because she was homeless. She literally had nothing. And uh, he helped her out uh, to that end. And uh, 
And I, I remember him getting so mad at me about her at one point in time that he came at me and he's like, yeah, Chase, I'll be honest with you. All women are whores. And I'm like, whoa, what are you talking about, man? Like, how could you say that? Like, that, that's like, that's horrible. That's like absolutely horrible. But he actually broke it down for me. He's like, no, 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 listen, like, honestly, like, what real man actually needs a woman? The only time a man needs a woman is basically that relationship with a mother, basically. That's the only time. That's that's the need. That's where the need actually exists. And if we're talking about Nietzsche and needs versus wants, etc. My mentor was trying to explain, you know, the difference between those needs and those wants uh, to that end. And it's like, yeah, but when you're but when you're with a woman that is not your mother, especially, you know, having a relationship with them, you know, if there is no sexuality, then there's no value to the relationship. And that's, you know, that's why we teach men, you know, in the mature masculine, it's like, you know, hey, if you don't have a sexual relationship with that woman, then what are you having to do with it? Because a lot of beta males out there will talk to various women, like, for example, on Facebook Messenger, and these women will just come and complain to them, you know, about all these horrible things that have happened throughout the day, etc. And uh, and it's, it's literally using that man as some kind of emotional tampon. I actually yelled at an INTJ woman recently on Facebook Messenger for, for attempting to use me as an emotional emotional tampon and I basically just ignored her and I haven't really talked to her since because she has to understand that she can't disrespect me I mean like I like we're not screwing we're not having sex therefore I'm not going to talk to you like you know and and I and I and I honestly don't really encourage many men to be you know friends with women although sometimes men can be friends with women but if it's under a let's just be friends uh, rejection mode then absolutely not you can be friends with a woman and it's a legitimate friendship where you have no desire to have any sexual relationship with that woman. Okay, that's perfectly fine. And I'm not going to get on you about that. But at the end of the day, a woman's only agency, especially in, in modern society, because modern society, this corrupt, wicked Western society that we live in now has so horribly degraded the role of women for so long, absolutely degraded the role of women so long, uh, and absolutely destroyed the utility of women, that sexuality is literally the only agency that a woman has left. Because before technology, before women's rights, before any of that, women provided children and provided sexuality and provided tons of utility. But nowadays, a woman can decide on a whim if a man is fit to be a father or not and go to court and then he's completely done. There's nothing that a man can do. A woman can choose to abort. There's nothing a man can do. Uh, you know, uh, so so that's that's gone. That's not really being offered to a man anymore. And a woman's utility, well, technology has improved so well that a man can handle all of that utility on his own. So a woman's utility is it's it's not. It's not a need anymore. It's it's a want. You see what I'm saying? Because before you could argue that in ancient times, you know, men needed women because they needed those additional pairs of hands to get work done. Many hands make light work. That's only logical, right? Well, that doesn't happen anymore in modern society. So as a result of modern society and uh, and the feminine primary social order and and technology, etc., the role of women, the agency of women, has literally been reduced to just sexuality, which is sad. I'm not saying this is a good thing. I'm not saying that. It's it's you could you could argue it's a bad thing. You could 
you absolutely could but this is the this is the modern world that we live in and the red pill community teaches you know men you know to understand that dynamic now obviously some men use red pill awareness to take advantage of that dynamic that's i i mean i'm not going to deny that like that that definitely happens you know but it's still important to understand so female space or uh you know the mature feminine really has to understand that it is a cartel and a cartel here's an example of a cartel it's like opec it controls uh, all of the oil producing countries are part of our cartel and they all sit down in a room with their black cat commandos and they literally decide what they arbitrarily decide what they're all going to sell their oil at that way it keeps the price of oil expensive right so they can keep making money right otherwise if they were all to compete with each other to sell their oil if they're all to compete with each other, the oil price would drop. It would actually crash the American economy if that happened, but that's another story entirely. Uh, but, um, you know, and that's literally what we're experiencing right now. I have a lot of women in the CSJ community complaining about red pill awareness and complaining about Rolo Tomasi and complaining about how dare you talk about this stuff, Chase. Listen, girls, I'm, talk I'm talking about these things for your benefit. I'm not trying to benefit just men here. I'm actually trying to benefit you more, actually. If you pay attention and let go of your stupid ego investments, I don't care about your ego investments. Let go of your ego investments and start listening for once, damn it, okay? I'm trying to help you, holy shit. It's like not that hard. So, so just like the risk of oil prices dropping if all the oil producing countries started competing with each other, and that could crash the world economy or the American economy to protect the world economy and the American economy, they decide to arbitrarily decide what the price of oil actually is. Well, folks, this is what the mature feminine is supposed to do. It is supposed to arbitrarily decide what the price of pussy is, literally, what the price of sexuality actually is. Chase, you're making all women sound like whores. Like, no, I'm not. Bear with me. Listen. Listen. Okay? Listen. Okay? Don't be jumping to conclusions. Don't be making some, you know, baseless judgments. Listen first, because I'm going to clarify what that actually means before you get all jumpy and pissy over this. Like, seriously. So... Women naturally compete with each other, and they compete with each other for the attention of the men. I remember when I was high school one time, I was in a group of, of uh, I was in a classroom with a bunch of women. They were not in a relationship with me. I really wasn't even a high quality man, but I said a few things just to throw them off base a little bit, and I noticed that they were all competing with me for my attention. They were all doing it, even though they're not even interested in me, but it's just something naturally women do. They always compete with each other. They always do. And what female space is supposed to teach women is to stop competing with each other and let's agree on a proper price. That's the point. Why is that? Well, let's look at something from Darwin known as natural selection. Let's define natural selection uh, from uh, dictionary.com. Natural selection, quote, the process by which forms of life having traits that enable them to adapt to specific environmental pressures as predators, changes in climate, or competition for food or mates uh, will tend to survive and reproduce in greater numbers than others of their kind, thus ensuring the perpetuation of those favorable traits, 
also known as favorable genes in succeeding generations. All right. Here's another term to know biodiversity. We're going to look at biodiversity. Biodiversity, quote, diversity among and within plant and animal species in an environment. Basically, it talks about the strength of genes. Okay. Women have to understand that they have the power to literally control natural selection, you know, provided they're not getting raped, for example, but that's, I set that aside for a moment or many moments. Women literally, females, women control natural selection. Why? Because they have something known as sexual selection, which I will define read you the definition here sexual selection which is basically the the number one driving force of natural selection quote a special type of natural selection oh interesting in which sexes acquire distinct forms either because the members of one sex choose mates with particular features or because in the competition for mates among the members of one sex only those with certain traits succeed okay so what does this mean? This means that female space or the mature feminine is supposed to teach women how to properly reject men. Because if a man is not masculine enough, if he does not have the mature masculine in him, if he does not have king, warrior, magician, lover, the four archetypes of the mature masculine, then he is, a, in effect, a low-quality man. Now, a woman may reject a beta male. She may even reject an alpha male. We're going to be talking about rejecting alpha males in a moment because this is, is about alpha mania, okay? Because people wrongly believe that alpha males are the end-all, be-all, and they're not. And we're going to discuss why. They're not. Uh, they're not that great, and I'll explain why. Uh, but the reality of the situation is, is that women control sexual selection at least that they should be controlling sexual selection it's 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 what uh, tomasi says in the red pill books you know women's right to change her mind a woman always reserves the right to change her mind that literally is sexual selection that literally is the driving force behind natural selection and our genes it is why our race survives Okay, this is how it works. This is normal. Okay, this is real life here, people. Okay, so so based on that, the mature feminine, also known as female space, is literally a cartel of women getting together and all determining what makes a man worthy enough of them being with a man sexually. That's what it is. It's not me saying women are whores. It's not me saying all women are prostitutes. That's not what it is. It's women realizing that sexuality is actually their only agency and they're coming together to create a cartel where they are agreeing on a price or a standard or a principle of what the mature masculine in a man, the level of quality in a man that makes that man worthy enough of being with them sexually either just for screwing or maybe even having children with. And they all agree it on it. And that cartel of the mature feminine is being enforced. It's being enforced to the point where if a woman breaks the cartel, 
let's say you have a fat and ugly woman who is participating in female space and she ends up deciding to have a sexual relationship with an extremely low quality man because she doesn't have very good self-esteem this is why I talk about self-esteem is actually your problem it's not society's problem by the way and she doesn't have very much self-esteem so she gives herself over to this man because she believes that this is all she can get do you know how I know women do this because this is exactly what Kim my ENFJ ex did and she often would allow herself to be with low quality men sexually okay uh, you know plenty of them uh, before she was with me because she thought that that's all she could get she wasn't taking care of herself she wasn't very healthy she didn't have very much sexual experience etc and this was all very difficult for her as an ENFJ and her SE child was like feeling really bad because she couldn't give men a good experience and not have a man be loyal and committed to her etc it's because they all knew she was easy it's because they were all pretty low quality men to begin with they, they didn't have beta traits they didn't have alpha traits they weren't satisfying hypergamy whatsoever so she was, and she was in security phase, very desperate to get with a man because she was manless and childless and she didn't really have anything to go for it. So she was trying and working really hard to get somebody so she could at last have a husband. That'd be important, but it didn't happen. It just didn't happen for her. So she had a lot of, she had a lot of difficulty and she was giving herself over to lower quality men. What happens to the mature feminine when this happens? What happens to the cartel? Guess what? They're a written agreement between belligerents and all the belligerents within the cartel end up competing with each other again because that one girl gave herself because of her low self-esteem to a low quality man and that means oh it's a free-for-all and all and the cartel completely breaks apart and it becomes a race to the bottom and then all of a sudden low quality men are consistently getting laid and because they're getting laid what incentive do they have to take up the responsibility of the male burden of performance, especially as required of them within the mature masculine. You see what I'm saying? Women ask me, you know, Chase, what can I do to make my man more masculine? What can I do to make my son more masculine? What can I do to make men in general more masculine? There is only one thing a woman can do. I don't care what your type is one thing the feminine also known as the yin exists to challenge to the masculine also known as the yang okay it exists to do this right well when it is doing this specifically when it is doing this it does it through one distinct process rejection 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 is how you cultivate the mature masculine in men that's real because if women in general start rejecting more men those men all of a sudden are motivated to improve themselves it's weird have you ever noticed that men have you ever noticed that how every time you've ever been rejected you start working on yourself more uh, women have you ever noticed that men around you start working on themselves more and improving on themselves more i mean you probably wouldn't figure that out if you're se trickster 
all those INTP women out there who complain to me about saying these things and their SE trickster literally has them in an echo chamber in their head where they have confirmation bias where they don't actually know what they're talking about with their TI hero. It's an absolute waste of time and it's so annoying. But the reality of the situation, the reality of the situation is, is that like they just don't, they just don't get it. Rejection. So how do you prevent this from happening in the cartel of the mature feminine, also known as female space? How do you prevent that from happening? It's really, really easy. You have all of the women within the cartel gang up on the woman who is giving herself out freely and being like, hey, I get that you want to be with that man. I get you have a sex drive. I get that you want to do that. I get it. But you fat and ugly. And you're giving yourself away cheaply. I get you that you're giving yourself away cheaply because you feel cheap. I get it. But that's your problem. And it's not society's problem to increase your self-esteem. It is your problem. So if you want to participate in the mature feminine, if you want to participate in the cartel of the mature feminine, if you want to be in female space and not have all of us exile you or shun you, where we will definitely be a cut above you because we're helping each other get hot. We're helping each other lose body fat. We're helping each other get jobs. We're helping each other um, increase the amount of money that we're bringing. We're helping each other do entrepreneurship. We're helping each other with parenting. We're helping each other through pregnancy, right? Because we have this written agreement between belligerents. But if you're going to give away yourself so cheaply because you feel cheap, you can't be a part of that. You can't get those benefits of the mature feminine. You can't be in the cartel anymore. Or you can stop having a sexual relationship with that loser. And then you can come back to us and we will help raise you up into queen, mother, matron, lover. We will help you get queen. We will help you lose body fat. We will help you gain better fitness. We will help you uh, count your calories and measure your food. We will help you with your wardrobe. We will help you with your resume. We will help you get a job so that you can be bringing in more money, so you can have better access to higher quality men, men that fit our cartel's standard of what a man should be. Why? How? Because if a woman has more money, she is not dealing with the lower quality men at a dive bar and with the higher quality men at the wine bar. You see what I'm saying? It's pretty obvious. Cash increases a woman's access to higher quality men in Western society. That's just the truth. So the mature feminine needs to be there in the cartel of the mature feminine uh, to make sure that women are being empowered to make money. But they have to be told like, you know, hey, you don't have to make money. You don't have to. Your career doesn't have to be your focus. You can if you want. Just understand that and, and the cartel, the mature feminine, will tell the woman who wants to make her career her focus and she doesn't want children. Well, there's going to be consequences of that choice. You have a risk, a very high risk of feeling unfulfilled when you're older. You may get with a man that you want to keep, but he may have children. He may decide to abandon you because you didn't have children with him. You have to accept that risk. You see? You know, so obviously the mature feminine is not going to dictate to a woman how she, you know, should live her life per se when it comes to like her career versus being a mother. But the mature feminine, the cartel would teach her what the consequences of those decisions will be. That's exactly what they will say. 
right? A lot of women are so ignorant of this. It's so mind-boggling and really, honestly, really sad and pathetic and a testament as to how corrupt and wicked our society actually is. It's bullshit. But the reality of the situation is you have to understand that this is what the cartel of the mature feminine actually does. Okay? Because queen, mother, matron, lover... Women go in and out of these archetypes, whereas king, warrior, magician, lover for the cult of the mature masculine, the cult of the mature masculine, men are expected to have all four of those archetypes at all times and work on them at all times. Women, that's not the case. Over time, they won't be a queen. They'll become a matron, and the matron is the new queen. That's where you get statements like, you know, 40 is the new 30, and 50 is the new 20, or like all that, all those Oh my gosh, this is so triggering. But that's literally when a woman exits being a queen and becoming more of a matron, for example. A woman will not be, you know, a woman may be primary mother. She gets pregnant. She's in primary mother mode. She has a baby. She's raising that child. That child grows up, leaves the house. Mother archetype is basically over at that point in time. And then actually ends up relying on her matron archetype for additional mothering of those children the matron archetype it's so interesting when you know women are like well i don't want to acknowledge that i'm a that i'm a matron you know because i want to keep to my queen and i'm like yeah but matron still has all the same responsibilities of queen you still have to take care of yourself and your physique that's what you need okay and you have to do that why because there's a sexual component to matron, just like there's a sexual component to queen. You know, because matron, that's where the MILFs and the cougars come from, folks. A lot of people say that, you know, being a MILF or a cougar is a bad thing. And I'm like, I'm sorry, but all those young 20 to 20, uh, 19, uh, 18 to 26 year old boys out there who uh, don't have any sexual experience, much less any life experience, you as a matron archetype woman, you should be having sex with those men because it's not like those men can attract the women that are in their party years at highest sexual market value at their sexual peak. They can't. They're not going to be able to do that to their late 30s. So you may as well enjoy those men who are 18 to 26 at that point in time as cougars and as MILFs to make them better. One, you get to enjoy having a young man inside of you and loving on you and caring for you. And you also get to teach him and he gets to learn more about life. I learned how to do my taxes from uh, from a woman who I was in a sexual relationship with who was 11 years older than me. I was in a sexual relationship with a woman who was 17 years older than me at one point in time, okay? And it was great. I learned a lot, okay? That's a thing. That's normal. That's the matron archetype. That is the sexual component of the matron archetype. So, and it's, and it's so funny to me. I see these coaching clients, you know, they're in their 30s and they're lamenting that they can't, and they're, that, that they can't get younger men or, or you know, that they can't, uh, that they have to go after, you know, older men. And then, yeah, it's true. You know, the older a woman gets, the older a man she can attract if she's going for a life partner. If she's not going for a life partner with the matron archetype, she can have sexual relationships with 18 to 26 year old men who are pretty young. She just knows that those relationships are finite, and she accepts that. But she's gaining plenty of benefit 
from having you know a young man and then the young man is getting a ton of benefit from her wisdom and her life experience and all these things because i know i did hashtag confessions of an entp okay and they were both of them were ntjs and it was great it was great to have that experience it was great to uh, take advantage of matron archetype as a man it was great it helped my personal growth and my maturity in big ways Okay, this is just an example, but these are the things that the mature feminine needs to be teaching women. They need to be teaching them that it's a cartel and sexuality is your own agency and you can't let it go for cheap. And if you feel bad about yourself and you lack the self-esteem, it is the cartel's job to teach women to become better women so they are empowered to reject men they should be rejecting because they don't feel cheap anymore they feel expensive and then they could have and not reject those expensive high quality men you see what i'm saying within the sexual marketplace that's the job of the cartel of the mature feminine it goes even deeper than that the cult of the mature masculine has rights and responsibilities we have rites of passages for different things where they have to prove king prove warrior prove magician prove lover they have to prove all of these things they have to be initiated into the cult of the mature masculine by having their main rite of passage which we do within the csj men's group for example and they're held to these standards consistently and they start off at c team when they have and and c team is whether or not they've uh, finished their initiation process and then they go into junior varsity and then they they achieve they we expect them to achieve king and as soon as they have achieved king they graduate from junior varsity into varsity and in varsity they learn how to do warrior and magician and lover at the same time warrior they understand fitness and health and improving themselves okay and being able to protect their kingdom and protect their livelihood etc combat skills survival skills that's what happens okay for warrior for magician they're required to sponsor other men into the men's group initiating them through c team and helping them reach king and jv and getting them into varsity and working on their warrior etc and then they too will sponsor and then they graduate from varsity into an even higher level which has additional levels it's like an even more specialized group inner circle of the cult of the mature masculine where we help each other build each other's businesses we help each other parenting uh each other's children we help each other deal with each other's wives for example we help uh you know or, or our churches our community whatever that is right our, our our purpose our life's purpose our true calling etc right that's what the cult of the mature masculine does it just so happens that getting fine you know a, a woman with a fine ass and a fine pair of tits guess what that's not the focus of the men's group that's not the focus of the cult of the mature masculine because the cult of the mature masculine teaches men that those things come natural they just come natural you don't have to focus on it. It's so interesting to me seeing so many men joining the CSJ men's group thinking that it's going to be this magic formula that helps them get laid when the reality of the situation is we don't even talk about that. We don't because them getting laid is a bonus. It's a bonus 
to them just being masculine for the sake of being masculine. That's what the cult of the mature masculine is for, teaching men to be masculine for the sake of being masculine and not actually not actually just for the sake of getting laid and that right there is my number one problem with the red pill community and the red pill books because red pill awareness is being given to any man out there they have not been initiated into the cult of the mature masculine and it's like they're being handed a loaded gun and causing a lot of problems for everybody i'm sorry but if you have a penis it's a loaded gun it is you can make people pregnant with that. Hopefully you're not raping anybody. You see what I'm saying? It's a loaded gun. The cult of the mature masculine is there to help a man learn how to use the gun. You got to clean the gun. You have to maintain the gun. You have to make sure you have the proper ammo for the gun. You know, you have to practice with the gun. It's not that hard. Muzzle control, people. Muzzle control. Always keep it pointed up. Right? That's what the cult of the mature masculine is for. That's the entire point. But it goes further. King, warrior, magician, lover. King is a beta archetype. It's a beta. Man's got to eat. It's a beta archetype. Producing more than you consume. It's a beta archetype. Warrior is an alpha archetype. Magician is a beta archetype. And lover is an alpha archetype. Have you noticed that? Women's hypergamy is their dualistic, pluralistic sexual strategy of alpha seed and beta need. Alpha fucks, beta bucks. That's what it is, okay? Well, men within their journey to the mature masculine have two archetypes for beta need and two archetypes for alpha seed. Okay, so like an, AS, an ESTP joins the men's group and he's got he's got warrior going. He's got lover going. He's got his alpha traits and NTJ joins the uh, joins the men's group. Same thing. Warrior and lover. He's working on those archetypes really well. And he is, you know, in that situation. He is uh, an alpha, basically. The red pill community teaches that men need to be more alpha. And they think alpha is the end-all be-all because in general, and I'm not saying this is what Rolo Tomasi is teaching. I'm sure that it would be his preference that men become the feminine ideal of what a man should be, which is alpha seed and beta need combined in the same men, but within the context of Western society. Okay, within the context of Western society, men statistically are only half a percent of men are what the feminine would the mature feminine would consider the ideal man the most expensive man basically okay this is basic okay basic the thing is is that the red pill community and i'm not holding this i'm not holding tomasi personally responsible for this i'm holding the red pill community responsible for this that the red pill community because they're giving this loaded gun of red pill awareness to uninitiated men who are using it to basically use their loaded gun in an irresponsible way okay that when this happens is that uh it, you know it, it creates it creates disastrous potentially disastrous results and then you have people like neil strauss in the game who just teaches people about how to get laid and that's all that matters and that's what these uninitiated men are using red pill awareness they're using it 
uh, you know, in terms of this toxic masculinity. That's what they're using it for. That's what it means, right? And the thing is, is that they feed, they, these, these, these kids, these boys, these man children think that if they're more alpha, then they're going to get laid. It's technically true. It is. But that's all they care about because they're committing idolatry with, because their goal is to get laid not actually be a man. The cult of the mature masculine's job is to teach men who initially have the goal of getting laid to actually literally become men for the sake of being men, not because they're going to get laid, because a true, real man understands that for him, pussy grows on trees. But to a man-child, pussy is the most rarest, difficult to get resource. I wonder why. But then you have people like me, where I'm really good at king and magician, but those are the beta archetypes, and it's really hard for me to develop my alpha archetypes. So I'm on the beta buck side. I'm on the beta need side, personally, right, within my development. That's where I start out as an ENTP. That's where I start out. And then I have to work my butt off to that end to increase my warrior and my lover have you ever noticed alphas have to work their butt off to produce more than they consume do you know how they have to work their butt off to actually care about their fellow men and then raise them up too it's just like like estp men for example they're really good at lover they're they're nymphomaniacs they're they're all about having as much sex as possible conquest after conquest after conquest so goes the stereotype but they're always poor they don't have any money. They can't provide worth a damn. And it takes their whole life to, to learn personal responsibility. Have you ever noticed that? Have you noticed about SP men, that how they have that problem? It's because they the certain archetypes of mature masculine are more fixated on the beta side versus the alpha side. But that's not the point of the cult of the mature masculine. The point of the cult of the mature masculine is literally to cause all men to develop king, warrior, magician, lover, their beta archetypes and their alpha archetypes simultaneously so that they are in perfect yin and yang equilibrium together. Because, and what would happen? What would happen if their alpha traits and their beta traits are in perfect equilibrium with each other? What would happen? What would happen if that was yin and yang equilibrium? What would happen? Oh, that's right. They'd become the literal feminine ideal of what a man should be. I dare say that when the culture, when the cult of the mature masculine was present in tribal communities, Native Americans, for example, South Americans, for example, Central Americans, Aztecs, uh, you know, uh, Native tribals, uh, Amazonian tribes, etc., like we see in the movie the, the Emerald Forest, I dare say that eight out of every ten men in the village itself, in the tribe itself, all of them were the feminine ideal. All of them were developing their beta archetypes and their alpha archetypes at the same time to be a complete man. Just like it says by Robert Moore and Douglas Gillette and King Warrior Magician Lover, the whole point of the mature masculine is to get a man so that when he dies, he has lived a complete life. But the red pill community is using red pill awareness to just focus on faking or developing the warrior and lover archetypes while ignoring the other side because they just want to get laid instead of 
actually becoming a complete man. I'm not holding Rolo Tomasi responsible for this. I don't think he intends for that. I'm just saying that this is what happens when you give a loaded gun to a man-child who has not been initiated into the cult of the mature masculine. This is what happens. It's a literal loaded gun. Okay? That kind of knowledge requires containment. Wisdom requires containment. It is the job of the magician archetype, especially when it's initiating men into manhood, greater manhood, that when this happens, these men understand the consequences and will understand the consequences of their actions. So it's not just good enough in the eye of the red pill wearer man to be more alpha. It's not good enough. They have to be beta as well. Both sides have to be maintained. This is how you solve the problem of hypergamy. Because a woman is hypergamous such that even if you're alpha, they will still leave the alpha to go be the beta, go be with the beta and have a sexual relationship with a beta man, as is admitted by Sheryl Sandberg, for example, who is COO or CFO of Facebook, and she publicly admitted this, that they will leave alpha males to go be with betas because the alpha males aren't providing enough for their security this is a thing this is consistent alphas get left too and it's usually because they can't make any money but you don't hear the red pill community talking about that very much you don't because they have a tendency to idolize alpha they shouldn't they shouldn't idolize beta either. And it seems like Western society has idolized beta. You can see that with anything on television. They have not, they, they've completely destroyed the alpha side. And because of that, the mature masculine has been broken and we have men who are not complete and they lack everything. It's absolutely ridiculous. I'm gonna read you a quote here, very important. Let me uh, bring it up uh, on this little uh, search here. Very important quote. All right, so this is James chapter 1, verse 2, according to the Bible. Quote, count it all joy, brothers, when you meet trials and issues in life of various kinds. For you know that the testing of your faith, faith in yourself, produces steadfastness, perseverance, and endurance. And then let steadfastness, perseverance, and endurance, and strength have its full effect in you as a man that you may be complete and lacking in nothing. What is the definition of complete and lacking nothing? It means holy. It means to be, to have holiness, to be complete. You will not be a complete man if you're trying to be alpha your whole life. You will not be a complete man if you are beta your whole life. Yes, 80% of men out there start out with their alpha traits. Yes, that the reason for that is for the survival of our race. Yes, 20% of men out there start with their alpha traits. You know, so 80% of men is their beta traits. 20% of men is their alpha traits. Yes, but it doesn't matter where you are on the spectrum. You as a man have the responsibility and the burden to be masculine for the sake of being masculine, for the sake of being a man, and then develop your king, warrior, magician, lover, 
and your beta archetypes and your alpha archetypes specifically so that you could become a complete man because when you become a complete man you satisfy everything that a woman's hypergamy is trying to achieve women are trying to find the feminine ideal of a man it is trying to find that expensive man and this is what the cartel of the mature feminine teaches women or should be teaching women that you need to go find a super high value man and a high value man is beta need and alpha seed in the same man and it is doable men have to be initiated in the cult of mature masculine they have to be taught they have to be tested to be able to reach those higher levels of manhood so they can obtain beta need and alpha seed in the same man and it is learned it is conditioned it is nurtured so they're just missing half the equation when they're born they have half of it they need to go learn the other half all men start out incomplete but if they do this they will be a complete man when they die and live a satisfied life knowing that they had no regrets when they finally draw their last breath gentlemen that is what life is supposed to be about as a man interesting however when in the cult of the mature masculine the cult of the mature masculine also provides a little bit of pressure towards men just like women should be pressuring other women for not giving themselves over so cheaply and if they feel cheap well we're gonna help you not feel cheap because we're gonna make you more beautiful we're gonna make you more humble we're gonna make you you know have money that you need we're gonna make you so you could be independent and take care of yourself we're gonna be there for you because we don't want you to cheapen what we have preach it well the cult of mature masculine does something similar because men don't let men like my dad my dad told me something when I was a little kid he said chase life is too short to dance with ugly girls real men don't let men marry or have children with fat ugly girls and that's very well understood in the cult of the mature masculine and it's enforced to the point where that man will be exiled and removed if they go that far it's it's a serious serious crime against the mature masculine because the mature masculine also is looking for something similar to beta need and alpha seed from women it's looking for a woman with a fine physique and it's looking for a woman who is humble because each of those things equals beauty fine physique plus humility equals beauty and that's what the mature masculine wants from the mature feminine it wants beautiful women it doesn't care if you have a job it doesn't care if you're an awesome mother that much i mean sometimes it does but it's it's, it's a secondary thing it's not the number one thing it the, the number one thing that concerns the mature masculine in terms of women is is the, is a woman beautiful and you can give me a fine woman victoria's secret model oh yeah but i'd still reject her if she's arrogant because she lacks humility and then there are those potential fat ugly women out there who guess what they got a lot of humility or do they but they lack the physique right it takes so much humility for a woman to allow other women to criticize her 
So the fact that a woman dares to participate in the mature feminine, dares to participate in the cartel of the mature feminine, dares to participate in a gym and subject herself to the judgment of the belligerents in the gym and of all those women out there, that takes a lot of humility. Guess what? That's already just her naturally participating just because she's showing up. It's building up humility in her, which is making her more beautiful and more sought after by the mature masculine, by the men who are being initiated and raised up into having their beta archetypes and their alpha archetypes grown where they can at last be the literal ideal man in the eyes of the mature feminine. That is the freaking point, folks. And that right there is what we within this community are attempting to set out to do with the men's group and the women's group. We have the cult of the mature masculine and we have the cult or and we have the cartel of the mature feminine and that is exactly what we're trying to do. That is the purpose. We are going to empower women to be able to reject men. We are going to help women not feel cheap anymore. We're going to help them understand what is required of them and how they can become better without taking away their freedom of choice. We're going to let these women do whatever they want, but they will be told what the consequences of those actions will be. And as long as they're willing to accept the consequences, it's fine. And to men, we're going to hold them to a higher standard. We're going to show them pussy is nothing in compared to you being king and being able to take care of yourself and produce more than you consume. It's nothing compared to you being able to have proper fitness and combat skills and survival skills to be able to take care of yourself and your kingdom and potentially your family and showing you that it's your responsibility to raise up other men in the process. And then it's your responsibility to not be a workaholic and like enjoy life. It's not that hard. So that a woman's hypergamy is satisfied by the men we produce in our men's group, right? And furthermore, a man's desire, a mature masculine man's desire for beauty is satisfied by the women that are produced in the women's group. And then as a result, folks, I'm going to provide a huge reward a specialized dating technology based on my algorithms that I have written, a dating app, for example, that anyone who participates within the men's group and the women's group will be heavily benefited. Imagine having a dating app where, oh, I have all my hypergamous needs being met by one person. Ooh. Or I have all of my beauty needs being met by one person. Ooh. I suspect that the families and the children that would be created as a result of deploying such a system, as a result of the success of this movement, I suspect that fatherlessness won't be that much of a problem anymore. Huh. Kind of interesting how that works, right? Anywho. This is... This is how it works. This is what we're doing. Anyway, that's it for this episode of Confessions of an ENTP. Alpha Mania, because that's what the Red Pill community is doing. It is Alpha Mania. It really is mania. 
everyone's like, oh, I'm trying to be alpha, and it's like, yeah, but if you're focusing everything you have on alpha, you're still not a complete man. You're still less of a man. That's just the reality of the situation. So, anyway. Oh, look, Tanya's going off about her ego investments. Yeah, that that uh, that's not gonna like cause someone like me to be willing to stick around. Come on, like let's let's let go of our ego. Let's let go of our uh, our ego investments, please. Of course, uh, I probably don't know what I'm talking about because she probably could have changed her mind as as women do, uh, because the live chat might be behind. So we'll see. Anyway, folks, um, that's it uh, for tonight. We're going to be posting very soon uh, the links for all of you to sign up for the men's group and the women's group. And I hope to see you there and initiated and actively participating. We'll do everything in our power to support you as a community to help you have a better life. We are here to help improve your quality of life. And then you will be able to improve the quality of life of your children. And that will give you something worth fighting for so that we do not lose our society to utter destruction. We must repent. And the path to repentance and to having a better tomorrow and to destroy fatherlessness is this path. Please join me in doing this. I'd really appreciate it. We need this. We need this for everything. Anyway, thank you all very much. And uh, I'll see you guys, some of you guys, I'll see you guys tonight. Later.